emerald tablets of thoth yes okay so we read the emerald tablets of thoth and we read this particular version which is um the emerald tablets of thoth the atlantean translated and interpreted by dorel and it that like that's we we bought it we read it it's got it's it's interesting the way it's set up because it'll it has the um like the supposed direct translations which we can talk about that in a second and then it has like the author's interpretation, interpretation. of what's going on here so like there it even in, in the beginning before you start reading it it says you know read the whole thing through before you read the interpretations and i actually never even read the other author's interpretations because like i just don't i don't like reading other people's you have your own yeah you have your own ideas yeah um yeah yeah, I read through the first time. My my intention was to read it three times. The first time, just reading it through without the interpretation. The second time, reading it through and taking notes about every single thought that I had about what it was pertaining to. But I have to say that was way intense because there were so many different things. And in fact, the second time I went through it, I had different thoughts about it. And yeah. so I wound up just reading starting that way but then in the end just reading the author's notes alongside with reading the chapters again so for me i i had the same intentions i was going to read the whole thing through just the the direct in interpretations and then i was going to go back through make a bunch of fine tooth notes um but then my notes also became like crazy and i was like it was going to be like how when we did um an interview with an alien like where we had to like put it in like the four sections you know i was just like really detailing out like yes. oh well, this makes me think of lord of the rings and oh that makes me think of this and oh whoa that's an interesting concept and so anyway long story short i was just like i'm just gonna give brief overviews of my feelings of this of this thing because the other thing is that then in the process of reading this i started asking people about like what they know about the emerald tablets and then it gets like okay you know, like tell them about the taxi driver thing. Well, supposedly this was the, this Doriel guy was a person that was actually a taxi and then moved to oh, wait, that cut out on uh, you. Said Colorado and so, oh, okay, Mo moved to Colorado and this is this is his maybe a a channeling that he got. So that's what he says. And then apparently he had, he said that he went to Egypt and got this information there. And then there were other sources that said that was completely false. He never went to Egypt. And that's when he came out and said that he, this was a download or this was a channeling. So that's, this is him. And a lot of people take it as a, as a work of science fiction. Okay. We'll see like, and that, so that we didn't know that when we first looked into that. We didn't know that, and I because the way it's presented is like it's like oh there were these amazing stone tablets found in Egypt and they're very secretive and nobody can get to them and it, it was kind of like a Zachariah Sitchin type thing where you know Zachariah Sitchin is this dude who like went and um, translated the uh, the Sumerian cuneiform text and like came up with like this whole story about how humans are created as a slave race for the Anunnaki and. Um, that we were meant to find gold. We were basically like created as like miners and then they had a big war about whether they should kill us or not. And then they left or whatever. Um, and then the Emerald tablet thing, when I'm looking at this, uh, I like, if you want to tell me that you're directly translating some stone, some green stone tablet, cool. But then, so one of my, one of my good friends from New, Ze New Zealand, Andrew, 
Hey, Andrew. Uh, he, he was like, oh no, it's just like one tablet. Like it's one stone tablet. And so let me, let me read you. He sent me two translations yesterday about, and, and they're short, they're very short. So I can just read you what it says. Um, this is supposedly, supposedly, and there's even two versions of it, what the direct translation of what's on the actual stone. So it, the first, the first one says, truth, certainty, that in which there is no doubt, that which is above is from that which is below, and that which is below is from that which is above, working the miracles of one thing, as all things were from one. Its father is the sun, and its mother the moon, the earth carried in her belly, and the wind nourished it in her belly, as earth which shall uh, become fire, feed the earth from that which is subtle with the greatest power it ascends from the earth to the heaven and becomes ruler over that which is above and that which is below and he said that's literally all the actual tablet says okay so, so there actually was a tablet that's i mean but then again like i i i so, so then on twitter i'm going like yo people what's this who what where when why like give me the origins of how the emerald tablets came to be and you know i you get things like oh yeah look into um what was that thing i sent you hold on uh oh yeah because like right. if you if you just google like the origins of the uh, of i mean you can't it's this this like no you can't find that because it's, you can't find it and there's also emerald other emerald tablets there's emerald tablets of oh of who the who he he actually thought was uh, reincarnated into Hermes yeah exactly so there's that that's a separate different tablet that's also Emerald's tablet so there's a bunch of them online and then there's like crystallinks.com for all tablets that are found there you know it's interesting because I, I you know when you go to museums and stuff like I I used to work at the Kimball Art Museum and I remember like we had this Japanese show and they, we were, I, I, I was, um, I worked that show and I remember just how fragile like the papaya or, or papyrus and some of these papers and things are, and you know, they have the copper, our copper scrolls. And if it's in stone, yeah, that's cool. Like whatever. But you, when you see like old text that's rolled up in scrolls, like put out there's, it's so fragmented and it's so, um, there's so much licensing or licensure that's taken and that I really ultimately have like an internal problem with, I have to say, but at the same time, that being said, I do find this version that we read pretty cool. Like it's got a lot of stuff that you're going like, okay, all right, cool. Yeah. So, well, it is. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. And if you take it as a work that has, even if it's science fiction and you take it as a work that has a lot of knowledge and wisdom, fiction works of fiction can definitely have all that. So yeah, it's, it is great. It's fine. But to take it as a truthful text, which is the way it really is presented. If you look at it okay. at first glance, then, then you're kind of deceiving yourself, but you have to wonder if this is, if this was something that was downloaded or channeled, then where where is this information coming from? Maybe there are some truths to it. It's definitely, it definitely had me questioning. Like, whoa, well, what's well, going on with this? Especially, then, yeah. 
I think they we talk about the pyramids and stuff. We both the chambers. watched. Um, yeah, that's the thing. We both watched Drumvolo Makizadak or whatever. We watched his Gaia program. Um, he has a whole program on Gaia about like whatever his teachings are, but he specifically goes into one episode about the Emerald Tablets of Thoth, and he talks about how I don't know was it was it a channeling or some guides came to him or something and told oh, him he got the tablets well yeah how yeah he just he, he was in meditation and thoth just wound up showing up oh no i don't and he didn't never heard of that well i think it was like some other i don't remember thoth showed up because he called thoth he said thoth's name three times and then thoth has showed up and he said when thoth shows up he's like very direct he's like what do you want he's like no bullshitting so um so he talks about how basically i don't know if he got but told by Thoth I thought he got told by somebody else in his his higher selves or somebody else told him that he needs to read the Emerald Tablets of Thoth and at that point it was in like the eight early 80s and he didn't even have any it wasn't right. anywhere to be found he didn't know what they were talking about and then he got led to some New Yorkers in um uh and yeah and how she got the tablets right yeah some other late like lady went and stole it from some people in new york and then like he got some anyway long story short he ended up going to some lady's house who was like oh this is for you you know and so it right. it was basically and i think basically it was this exact version because well that's what i was yeah, trying to figure out yeah and they got it from like the mayans in that woman got it from the mayans in on the yucatan somehow right when she just showed up and then she had some kind of butterfly serpent situation going on and they were like, oh, well, you're the woman we're supposed to give this to, we've been waiting for you. And they hand over the tablets and then she was put in charge of it. And then she wound up, they got out of somebody else's hands. I don't know how it happened. And then he, that's what the whole New York thing, it was a whole goose chase for this thing. Yeah, It, was like it sounds whole... to me, it, it was like, like hearing that and then reading parts of this helped really made me think of Indiana Jones like that's yeah it was just yeah that style <laughs> which is cool you know like there's that like that's fun for me Nikki and Jones. it is fun <laughs> but at the exactly. same time I like I um you know I I don't know like it's I still I still have to grain of salt it like you know extra hard and I mean, um, at the at the end, you know, you have a bunch of stuff, even in this version, about Drumblow Mckeezadek's like a Flower of Life program and his other books and stuff. So, yes. Um, well, so he says what I thought. There's was, some self promotion there. There's definitely some self promotion. So what I thought was interesting though about this, where I do think there's some like weird black magic fuckery or some weird like something's going on, is um. Okay, I'll tell my Egypt story. So I this this Colombian like shaman guy, we were looking we were doing um we were doing kind of like a CEF5 and looking for UFOs in New Mexico. And this was right before, this was in September of 2019, before I ended up going to uh Egypt in October of 2019. And so he was this shaman guy, he's like way older and he's the one I went to a portal with later on in, in 2020. But he says to me like, oh, like you can, you can call in other, um, you can open portals and call in like aliens or whatever. And by saying this spell, and then he like told me this spell, it was like, uh, like five, five or six words. And he was like, and you know, um, it was given to me by the white brotherhood. 
That's what he said to me. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And I just put it in my memory bank pocket because that was only like a month before I went to Egypt. So then whatever, I'm like chilling like a villain. I go to Egypt. I'm like doing all my stuff. So the last day of my tour in Egypt, we go into the Great Pyramid. And I... um we got two hours alone in the great pyramid. So everybody, there was like, I don't know, 15 or 20 of us in my tour group. We all kind of went in there and hummed together and had fun in the King's chamber. Then like I went to the subterranean chamber, went to the, the queen's chamber. I went all around. And then, I don't know, I probably had like 30 minutes left in the great pyramid before I had to get out. So I was like, I, the, my favorite part of the whole thing, the, the room that had the coolest energy to me was the King's chamber. So I went back in the King's chamber and no one else was in there. So I had it alone for like 10 minutes. So I'm like in there alone and I was like, oh, cool. So I go over to the sarcophagus or the whatever, the box that's in, that's in the King's chamber. I hop into the, to the box and then I'm just laying down in it, like looking up at the granite ceiling. And I'm thinking to myself, like, oh, what should I do here alone in the King's chamber? What should I do? And so then I just say the spell over and over again to myself. And um, as I start saying the spell, this like uh, Egyptian type figure starts like literally coming out of the granite. It was like a giant, it was like the whole entire granite ceiling was starting to become, I don't know, like, you know how they have the weird puffy pointy dress dresses on it had that. And it had like the weird shaped, like um, Nefertiti hat on. And it, it didn't have anything super finely defined yet. It was just like the raw shape of a human figure, 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 giant figurine coming out of the wall. And then like, I got scared and someone started coming in the tunnel and I stopped and I was like, oh shit. And then it like disappeared as if it were smoke. It just like, it just went back into nothing. And then a couple of people walked in and they were like, hey, and I like pop out of the, of the, the box. I'm like, hey, I'm leaving. That's <laughs> I'm crazy. Yeah. So, so what did the, what did the guy tell you that by saying that would, would unleash or who would be there by saying that, that particular it word? It opened another portal to other dimensions. And so now, it was just a portal opener. It wasn't like, it was just it called a portal a opener. Person. And I was like, I was like a bad portal or a good portal. And he was like, no, I mean, it's just from the white brotherhood of man. Like this is just like, like, he was like, it was a way to make he said it's like a higher dimensional portal opener. Cause I was very like, I don't want to like open gates to hell or something. I'm not an evil person or anything. And I don't have any, I also like, don't want to be possessed by demons. I don't want to call in. I don't want to talk to anything crazy. Like, you know, whatever. I'm not like, I'm not trying to be, the reason I'm not saying the spell, which I know by heart is because I don't know that everybody should have that, you know? Like I would tell you, I think I've already told you what it is. Right. But yeah. I'm, I'm I know you have to, but I don't remember. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so it's, it's one of those things where it's like, um, could have been um, a crazy little uh, moment that happened in like, I want to say like, well, maybe I was starting to go into a trance or maybe I was starting to go into like, meditation or something i don't know look it's feel it felt very real to me at the time well i don't doubt that it is and and even with these emerald tablets and then thinking of the Jun, uh junvalo the melchizedek guy his stories and how he went into the pyramids and went down to the end of it and his whole story behind that 
you if you watch the series on Gaia, it's really interesting. And so how, of course, how he got the tablets in the first right. place. So yeah, the whole thing is definitely interesting. Well, so that's what I think. I, I didn't. I didn't circle it back to that. <laughs> circle it back. Um, but I didn't. I didn't. Okay, his story was he gets in. He goes into the subterranean chamber yes. and there's this little box and uh, at the end of like there's a water well the subterranean chamber is it looks like a cave it's like very unfinished water rock it's it's very weird and there's this little um square tunnel at the very end and i like got down there and looked in it and was like hell to the no i am not it, i am not crawling it's 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 like you would have to barely your you would have you have to like wiggle like a snake to get in it it's like super quick but my uh one guy this guy named adam who was on our tour he, i was like go see it and so he gets in there with the flashlight and i was like guard i was like i was like i'll, I'll be right here like I'll, I'll help pull your feet if we need to or whatever so like he gets in it and he's like crawling to the end of it and i'm like so what's in there and it's not that like drumbelow says that like four people could have are fed i guess four people were in the tunnel anyway he's like i don't know it just ends it just comes to a straight like end and i'm like is there anything in there and he's like looking around with his flashlight and i'm in there looking and he's like no and i was like huh okay and then so it took him forever to shimmy his way out backwards like because there's no turning around or anything it's just like a little tiny shoot in little tiny shoot out so drumbelow goes into that little tiny shoot and he basically starts meditating made it meditating and calls upon thoth is it am i saying it right thoth thoth, thoth. maybe it's thoth i call i don't know but i think it's thoth yeah okay well, Thoth, Thoth, potato, potato. He calls Thoth and he's like, Thoth comes into his, uh, I don't know, consciousness or something. And uh, it's 100% black in there. And I can vouch for that. It really, really is. They turn off whatever flashlights or whatever they had. They're sitting in the 100% black and he ends up glowing. His whole body ends up glowing. And so that's like the most amazing thing that happens to him is that like, you know, oh, they all, like, I don't know if they all start glowing or just uh, drum below. Well, he was the one, he was the only one that saw it. He was there with three other people. They were all down that chamber. They went to the end. He went to the very, very end. And he said he saw at the end, there was, there was this little opening of a, uh, what could have been like a snake hole. And that was his only fear. And he was told in order for, for, to prepare for that, he was told that not to fear. And, and going down, he started to have like feelings of fear occasionally and he was able to control it. But then when he got to the very end, he had that thought about the snakes and that he, he could have gone into like either fear or panic or whatever and he controlled it. And then he was able to like to see the light and they were, he's like, well, this is it. And Thoth was telling him like, well, this is, this is the point of this. You're, you're able to see in the dark, like you can see everything. And he was like, like yeah, I could yeah, see everything. I had, it was pitch black and I could see everything. And I, I got yeah. the impression that like he himself was the light source. Right, right. Yeah, everything was internal. I don't think the other people saw it or he didn't mention that anyway. Yeah. I, I don't know. Well, and then it's interesting because he says he came out of the pyramid and he saw like children like with their arms attached everywhere, like all oh, around the pyramid. Right. And like he said that was the most amazing thing for him of that day. But um, I thought that that, for me, when I heard that, I was just kind of like, oh, I think that was like astral star seeds, like 
doing that or act an inactivation or something. I don't know if there was literally children like linked all around the entire pyramids or not. So I, I don't, I don't know how I, how to interpret whether that was physical or not. Oh, I got the impression that it was because he said there were thousands of kids and he, he made it sound like, I guess they were there for like a school group with school groups or something that they were on a school trip. So it sounded to me like there were actual kids there physically there. Hmm. Guess they would have to be Egyptian kids. That, yeah, they were just like Egyptian school kids. Exactly. They were just all there doing their school trip and doing huh. i thought that which i remember thinking oh that's really cool that they wow wouldn't you love to live in egypt know, and be like, oh, our cool. class trip is to, to pyramids like every year cool yeah exactly um okay so back to the emerald tablets so that was like one of the things that we read that was cool i mean okay so then i also have heard that you know the kabbalion which we we also listened to but we'll talk we'll about discuss. that separately in another thing um that's also interpreted as it's not exactly the emerald tablets but it's kind of related because it's also supposedly written by thoth or thoth or hermes oh okay i didn't know that that's who oh hermes well that's slightly different i think right so hermes so, is a the, the, so her, thoth the is supposed to be the Atlantean version of thoth and then uh hermes is he he gets reincarnated three version. times i don't know and his his second is thoth and his third time is um hermes and that's in uh what you know when he's like part of like the greek god or something so right. i i don't know i am a little bit confused but they do have you know this is where the whole as above so below thing came from so that's yeah pretty significant that's true and it is interesting how this I don't really know exactly why I decided to look into this. I mean, I sent you a message like we should do a podcast or we should do a talk about this, about, about these tablets, but I don't remember where it came from before. I think you had mentioned it maybe a very, very long time ago, but why now all of a sudden I felt an interest in this. So I was trying to figure out why I was called to this on a personal level, you know, like why all of a sudden, and I do, they, they goes over the flower of life. I've always, so I, when I found out about it, started learning about the flower of life. I've liked to draw the flower of life and whatever, um, drew it as a kid, just not knowing that I was drawing that. And, and so I think that there's some kind of link as to why that's happening to me or maybe even to you now, but other than that, I don't know, like what, where is this all coming from? Oh, and oh, I remember the point of the as, as above, so below. That was with our, from the mundane to the magnificent. And we read that book and we, you could check that out, our other yeah. conversation about that. And we really got into that. That was that's still and one I, of my that's favorites. Still, that's one of my favorite books still. And I still think that her, um, her take and the way in which she presented it, whether it's original to her or not original to her, the way in which she presents the, the macro to the micro correlation yeah. is um, probably the best I've, I've come across that sticks with you. Yeah. Yeah. Because you could see the whole point like when her going into the human body and all that. Yeah, of course. And going out into the, into space and seeing all the planets. Yeah. So what about these tablets? Okay, so this Anything is stand out it for you? talks a lot about the halls of Amente. Okay. The things that stuck yeah. out to me are, okay. There's like a part where, I mean, like it kind of, some of this stuff is a little bit like 
common sense, but common sense isn't common. Um, but you know, it'll just be like, okay, like time is like, uh, time is not fixed. Uh, or well, we know that, but I mean, or the future is not fixed. It changes with your cause and your effect and know the, know the causation and, and then you mm -hmm. can change the effect kind of thing. You're like, oh yeah, that's really beautiful words. And you're like, yeah, but it's at the same time you, you hear something that and you're like, well, okay, that's, that is yeah. like whatever, but I, I like it still, but then, um, okay. They talk about, and this is probably where the sci-fi stuff comes in. Right. But which I really love, um, how his he buried Thoth buried his spaceship underneath a giant statue of lions. Yes. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's that was a big that's one. Totally like crazy. And like he'll come back for his spaceship or something someday. And I was like, Ooh. Yeah. That's probably Yeah, that was that was also in the notes. Exactly. That was under the that's buried. The spaceship is buried under the Sphinx. Very if it doesn't say Sphinx, it says underneath a giant statue of a lion, which I yes, assume. but you didn't read. You didn't read the notes. You didn't read the. Well, I mean, still. Anyway, the 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 description from the notes was this said Sphinx specifically the Sphinx. Um, and then I also thought um, it talks a lot about the halls of Amente, and the and then the, there's like these right. nine um, men, Conscious, not consciousness or, people. Yeah, people. not but, watchers. Um, the twelve. What I thought nine. was a little bit like oh, was. One of them tells them about how they come from before uh, eternity. Time. Yeah, they, they, yeah. They come from before eternity starts and or before there was eternity or something. And I was like, oh, that's weird to me. That just made me kind of go like, oh, wait, what? What do you mean before infinity and before infinity? Yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was that was mentioned at least at least twice. Okay. I remember reading yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. And I felt that those nine things were the nine consciousness and nine creators. They were like the nine lords pretty much or nine yeah. levels. That's, that's where I kept on kind of thinking this kind of had a little bit of Lord of Rings flair where it would be like one ring to bind them one, or, you know, the nine ages of men and the three rings of the elves and the seven rings of the dwarves. Or I don't, there was a, like a bit of, like it talks about, talks about the halls of Amente, which are in True. Um, and that is very and this was wait when was this public when was this supposedly oh, written sorry okay so it's supposedly maybe not okay this says i don't know 1993 94 96 well i was thinking you were yeah i don't know when the original i from what i read on another someone else's podcast that says that they did research about doriel um that that it was like 1930 maybe or okay 19... This was done earlier in 1925. than that, early 1900s. This was done in 1925 and only now has permission to be given part of the public, uh, public. Yeah. Okay. So he's the supreme voice of the part of, of the world. Hmm, okay. So yeah, supposedly this was done in 1925. Okay. Well, when was Lord of the Rings written? 19. Oh, it wasn't until 19. Oh, that was Fellowship of the Ring. 1954. Well, anyway, 1950s, 1954. Oh, wow. I thought it was earlier than that. I thought it was earlier than that too. Uh, so maybe it was World War II stuff that, because uh, I know that um, whatever Tolkien was in one of the wars. Uh, okay, so yeah, interesting. Um, yeah, so I like uh, yeah, so like I definitely think. Um, I don't think I want to read it a hundred times because you're supposed to be reading it a hundred times before you can become an alchemist. 
Oh, right. Yeah, speaking of alchemy, the emerald tablets of Herms, Hermes, Herms, I don't know. Hermes. That's another word, that yeah. name that I'm not sure if it's Herms or Hermes. Anyway, Herms is uh, more alchemy-based. So this one, that one, if you're, if you're really interested in alchemy, is the one to read. Well, and that's the one I... Um, I went through the whole, uh, uh, was it called Kabbalion? Like, I don't know how to say words. Okay. That that's a problem here, but <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, the Kabbalion. We're not used to, we're not used to these kind of letter arrangements, people. Okay. Um, right. and the Kabbalion, yeah. Then I thought of the Kabbalah and then I was like, Hmm, that's I know, interesting. I, 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 I wonder if there's a relationship there. Yeah. I don't think they, well, I don't know if there's a relationship, but it's not the same thing either, either way. Um, no, it's definitely not the same thing. No, but that one we will talk about in the future, but that one makes me go like, Whoa, <laughs> like I was, I, I, uh, I was painting my room while listening to that. And I was just like, that, yeah. I don't know. There was some real big, like, Oh, like zingers in that one. Aha uh-huh movements. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It sticks with it. You feel like, yeah it's really useful information i yeah uh, yeah just for um, your day-to-day life yeah and i yeah think what else anything you, else like, get, you get to know this a little bit okay basically end of the day read this it's cool it's got some good stuff um it talks that there's some stuff about telepathy there's stuff about um uh uh i mean like you can interpret a lot of this and all kinds of stuff about like um kind of like how light will always overcome the darkness at some point and um yeah there was a lot of for me that that was a big a big thing that kept coming up it was the yeah. light light and darkness was constantly mentioned and how the light we always have to go towards the light like facing towards the light the light is also within the light towards Being the light within from the light yourself kind of thing is like that doesn't say that exactly yeah. but it kind of alludes to that like you and I think that's what uh, Drumlovo was experiencing in the dark place in the pyramid is that like you yourself right. are the light, like you, and you can activate the light within you. And right. so I think it's really like feeling into that too. So I think that, that on the end, that's a really good message. Yeah, true. I also liked the, the history of Thoth also that just the, the story part of that he was, he lived during the Atlantean age or at least that was where he was living a large part of his incarnations mm-hmm. or, or at this this level that he was it says Thoth was a child in Atlantis uh dreaming the mysteries of the sky and then finally he was he was accepted because he kept going and wanting to know the wisdom and he just kept on it which is why he was allowed to yeah. to uh, he pursued it so therefore he was given it but he was very clear about that that was his and it's as though when atlantis direction. destroyed he was able to escape with some information so i thought like it it, it talks yes. about that and i thought oh that's kind of interesting so right um yeah he was not only able to escape but he was also given the all was shattered and sunk except for you and part of the island where the dwellers' sons lived. And then that's where Thoth was called forth in his wisdom to become the teacher of man. So he became the teacher. And he's known today as the scribe and a teacher and what else? Oh, a writer. I guess that's a writer. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, Hermes. He, oh, and then he was told to flee the people. Uh, this, this was interesting. He was told to flee to the people of the rock caves. So I thought, was, was that to bring 
in the enlightenment to the caveman type of thing because well, to bring this me, other that, consciousness that of light. rock caves um, and then to fly to the yeah well for me i thought that that yeah. was the people who are escaping the deluge like i i, I mean uh, that's kind of where i went with that yeah i i was i well i thought it had double meaning there because i was thinking well these people that were they, they were escaping the deluge that's true and they were also not uh like they didn't have that consciousness yet they didn't have this consciousness of or maybe they did because they were in atlantis so maybe they were just escaping but he he was given permission to hide all of the secrets so nothing was lost. That that gave me a relief. For some reason, when I read that, I was like, oh good, it's it's all buried and it's just, it's gonna come out at the right time, it's fine. It's not, it's not lost, it's just, it was specifically buried by thought, actually. Yeah. Uh, Whatever. But oh, then, and then, yeah, the one in the can. In regards to that, I always feel like, um, like sometimes I beat myself up for like not going forth and doing anything more with like the inventions I've given in my dreams or like books I was going to write and didn't end up writing or this kind of thing. And then I think to myself, I'm like, I feel like, you know, there's a sea of consciousness. And if I don't, if if I went and I fished something out and I just let the fish rot, it doesn't mean that like I still feel like there's gonna somebody else is gonna fish that same fish later or somebody else is or or the same message the, the there was the same I don't know how to explain it like it's okay it's not don't lost. have so much pressure on you it's not lost forever yeah I feel like it's there like we're we're just getting stuff we're just pulling stuff out of the ether anyway and I think that um if right. you you don't act on it someone else on down the line someplace will and that's why you see similar things like the telephone or stuff that like they're there was multiple people who almost invented it simultaneously and like who was chicken egg like who was first like whatever you know um like there's there's a race to be the first person the people to fly you know there it, there was it was it's like debatable who was the first you know like like was it the wright brothers or was it these other i mean there's there's stuff always going on like there's this sort of race for things it's because when things are ready to happen and when things are ready to be revealed, the consciousness is ready to birth it through whichever means it can. So if you get to be exactly. the person who puts it forth to the universe, cool, good on you. But if you are too chicken shit and don't go forth with it, like it's okay. Don't beat yourself up that bad. It'll come out somehow or some way. Well, I think that's a great message. And that was also mentioned in another way in these tablets, because it was like, first of all, nothing was greater than the other. There was the, the smallest had, everything had its, had its place and had its importance. So nothing was more important than anything else. Even if on these grand big scales of these other dimensions that we're very little aware of, they, they maybe did more like greater things, but everything was, is significant. And that point was, that point's mentioned. So we get stuck in this whole ego thing. Like I want to be the one who invents that, you know, because it's very, very competitive and egotistical. But when we put that aside, it really doesn't matter. It's just what's greater for the whole consciousness of this, of our, of our collective or and individuals. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. That's, it's always a constant check. It's like, like well, your message is good. Just don't worry about it and don't beat yourself up about it because it's out there. And maybe your thought was the one that put it out there for somebody else to take it on because you have another thing to do. That's just as great, but you may not be aware of it, but it's still there. It's no less significant. It's a good yep. message. It's a good message. You think? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah so what else what else about the emerald tablets like kind of cap captured you yeah let me see what else if i have any other notes that stick out um i mean it talks a lot about like there's some time travel uh there's um uh um uh, tele telepathy um, yeah, the telepathy thing. Okay, yeah, talk about the telepathy thing because I went over that and you mentioned that a couple of times. And I, I could, I, where is that either mentioned directly or indirectly? Uh, I, I don't remember now because I didn't take like didn't take detailed notes, but it was it was mentioned a couple of times. I think like in um, the spaceborn chapter and then um, the keys of time and uh, yeah, the keys of time like it's 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 um it just kind of talks about uh uh are basically i interpreted it as that's another thing it's how you interpret it too because like here i'll just gonna randomly choose any page and read you a chapter it'll be like and again on to me speak the seven saying child of the light o thoth art thou free to travel the bright path uh, upward until at the at the la last all ones become one you're just kind of going like it's it's kind of trying to be written the way the bible is like ye though we baby you know uh so right. you do kind of have to go like okay so i understood the word light bright and, and one i think what i'm interpreting in there is i mean yeah. i mean it's not that bad like you understand how it's kind of going but it is also um when things are written in this way that they used to be written or that you know it's kind of this style this style yeah. whatever it leaves a lot of stuff up to interpretation right so um Absolutely. i i just kind of got the the understanding that um it talks about like just like um all ones become one it, it does talk a lot about ones the the oneness and from my from right. my perspective with with the telepathy it kind of it alluded to how you can um tap into the one within any one person so that's how i interpreted okay. that as telepathy um right and, all right well that's good that that makes sense right and going back to the one to me is also going back to the to the what is that the the singularity i guess or if that of, of us being one and knowing everything before everything is anything that's that's the one but then we have to create after that that's true. One of the two things that, that were interesting for me, one was was in the notes actually, and this was um, in the key of the key of mystery, which is chapter eight. The symbol keys are found. Oh, the symbols in symbols keys are found. So uh, just yeah. that point of sim in symbols, yeah. So all oh. these symbols, like the flower of life and numbers, there were a lot of numbers mentioned and all these numbers had significance and yeah. it would be good to look at those numbers more closely like and to have a deeper understanding of what they meant. Magic, like, I mean, it's like three holds the keys of all hidden magic. And I mean, there, uh, it does, it, that, that's where I think that, um, yeah. like people get all into, and maybe I'm going to become one of these people like who dork out and like go, go forth with the, uh, I'm going to become an alchemist and like learn this by heart and then like start stuff. I don't know. Yeah. I went, I went on this treasure hunt. Um, this guy named Forrest Finn, like buried this treasure for like, it's like $3 million or something. And like somewhere in the Rocky mountains a couple years ago, he ended up dying this year. And then somebody found it earlier this year too. But uh, anyway, so I went, 
and did this treasure hunt and I took like nine people with me and I like read his book his book is like how you were supposed to get clues to it or whatever and I became obsessed I like read the poem like I don't know like a hundred times for sure so sometimes I have to be careful with this kind of stuff because I could like this is the kind of like um yeah, it's the kind of geeky code stuff. Yeah, where you're I, in your head. You're in yeah, your head. Like, yeah. oh, one ring to mind them. One ring to bind them. La 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 la. And like would just like start, uh, yeah, just, like like kind of going crazy. And then, but really, in the end of the day, like not knowing a damn thing. Yeah. Like you know, um. right. okay. <laughs> you're like I saw a crow fly that way I, at two o'clock. It must be in that direction. I think, this means, <laughs> I think these are coordinates, and I think this means. <laughs> you know right exactly gotta be underneath the waterfall and you know then i'm probably gonna go like right, no, yeah we can get yeah like this is how you live forever like that's what this right. is trying to tell us you know this is exactly this yeah it can get pretty crazy you don't want to yeah, get so stuck on that is, though like a lot of people talk about how um or actually getting into the on cult is the actual harry potter like that's not from harry potter that was already in existence like the whole alchemy is like it isn't just turning lead into gold uh which is you know some that is like an element of something that they were supposedly supposed to do but it's extending your life and both was a human being born of human flesh who lived how many hundreds of years but like he was like no like thousands of years thousands of years, thousands of years. yeah aeons and so apparently yeah. he's giving that wisdom so this is kind of like the sorcerer's stone if you really get like Maybe yeah just some yeah dorky into this like i want to get into the sorcerer's stone right um but yeah i would like to read more of this thought stuff for sure Thoth. yeah maybe i should say Thoth if i want to call on him call him by his well, like do you consider and this is a question for the audience too do you consider listening to it auditorily versus reading it with your eyes like the same thing like could I listen to it a hundred times because it's four hours to listen to even though I do not like any of the versions that I found online that are read like I had to read it myself and buy the book yeah I I just you know I just got too picky with the the people's voices who I found that had audiobooks on it um right well, I, I, one, one of the audiobooks was fine for me. I was listening to it and I was able to listen to it while I was, you know, doing other stuff, but you're, you're just, well, for me, I wasn't paying full attention to it, but I did, I do feel like I passively got a lot of information um, and that was nice. So I, I like that I had the, 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 the copy and went and read it myself, but the audio was okay. So probably it's better to read it first or really study it first and then listen to the audios a few times after because maybe you'll also if you can deal with somebody else's voice you would be able to hear something in a different perspective the yeah. way someone read something might help you to just read it I mean to I, hear it differently I don't know if I'm dyslexic or what but like I have this tendency to be like if, if like I don't know a name or something like for example uh, when I read uh, Harry Potter for the first time and I saw Hermione and I had never heard that name or never really seen that written. I called her hemorrhoid for like in my brain, in my head for like, <laughs> until I saw the movie or until so I, I would be like, oh yeah, Harry and Ron and hemorrhoid. And like, it doesn't say hemorrhoid at all, but like, I just yeah. am like, uh, H E bunch of letters, hemorrhoid. And like, I'm, well, that's know. what I'm doing right now. It's terrible. <laughs> Like, so like for me, I, I just, I've always noticed that about myself. I'll be like, uh, 
So sometimes I have problems communicating to people in the language. Well, I do that. Well, I couldn't even, the Drunvalo, do you know how many times I've read his name and I've studied it in my head, but still. Drunvalo well, the reason I know it's Drunvalo is because oh, I watched the show a couple of times now, like, and they like say his name. It's I, I, the reason or the, they say it on Gaia is Drunvalo Marquisedek. Marquisedek. Oh, Mel, but, but it's Mel. Mel. Mel it's Melchizedek. I Melchizedek is what I heard. And also Drunvalo. Yeah, that's right. I, I've seen him on a few interviews. Yeah, I used to call right him there. like, I call, I used to call him Drum Buffalo. I call, I called him Drum Buffalo, uh, 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 what's it, Malkovich. I called him Drum, the, I was like, you know, like that Drum Buffalo Malkovich guy. And, and like, <laughs> they were like, what? <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I so, actually had a cough, but no. I have to Can't hear do that, that a couple of times, you know, before I'll be like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I have a few more times than a couple of times. Okay, wait, going back, something else that really was pretty cool for me, although this was from the notes section. So again, this is his interpretation of the- Which I did not read. the translation on page 44. This chapter talks about reptilians and how the reptilians are, yeah. So the first, there's a mention here of reptilians and how they basically are deceiving people the dark there's the there's the brotherhood the white brotherhood but there's also the 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 dark brotherhood or the black brotherhood and they're basically trying to get people to do bad things well that the darkness that was my understanding of that um and then i kept thinking that maybe darkness was really another way of saying un, um evil? just being unconscious of something oh, no it could be well that those are my two thoughts so evil but on the other hand i thought well evil is like I guess interpreted, but as as one way. But when you think of light, you think you think of light as good, but you also think of it as as knowledge or wisdom or some consciousness, like Christ consciousness. I guess mm -hmm. wisdom, white light. But then the black would be the unconscious, just not being aware and being in darkness and just not knowing, not see, not seeing. So I guess it could be both of those things. It's, but anyway, that chapter talks like, about reptilian. And I think like the other one, the Kabbalion, like there, I, I think that, I mean, cause it kind of talks about how the, you have this like polarity and the stream, extreme opposites of, you know, you have all the way, all the way dark, all the way light. And like how, you know, it's almost like love and hate and how like the inner mix is where you're like, ah, I'm indifferent to it. Um, I, I, I have this thing where I'm like, even if all complete light, like when you're like looking at the sun, you're like, oh my God, that's horrible. And you can get burned from the sun. It's just like too much. And so when I actually think of things, not in good and evil, not in polarity, but literally light and dark, you don't want one or the other too much. Like you really do need a happy balanced medium of them. Um, so I think a large part of a, a, a thing that I've started learning about alchemy in general is learning how to find that middle gray balanced zone because the highest high you have can be conversely given you the lowest low. So it is about finding the balance of the universe, you know? And like, and I do think like we have this tendency to be like, yeah. no, only all light is all that is good and anything else is bad you know we think of things right. good and bad and i don't think that that is actually 
well, I don't think it's realistic or helpful or uh, what we're dealing with in this incarnation. Well, we can't have one without the other, especially in this universe where we live. We just, we can't because we have, what brings us forward? What brings it, what propels us? We have to have this darkness in order to work through it, to see the light. So you, you have to have that balance. It just can't exist without the other. But if everything is ultimately all light, I've thought, I thought about this too, about the one light, but then I realized, oh, wait a minute. If there was a light that was, that was from outside, that was causing, that was the source of the light, then it would be casting a shadow, right? Or at least from my understanding of the way we live in this world now, it would be casting a shadow. So then there would be darkness because it would cast a shadow. But if there was light everywhere, then there would be no darkness at all. There would just be constantly light. It would be, it would be all around you. You just would be in like a cloud light or whatever it is, just complete lightness. So there would be no darkness because it would, there would just be endless light. But anyway, in order to create things, in order to actually have experience, we do need the darkness. But ultimately, is it all light? Everything. Who knows? I don't even know well, what that I mean, really means. Like is that's it the like whole, the way we think of it? That gets into that whole like, is there such thing as nothingness? Like, does nothing actually exist? You know, like I've heard right. there, there's like people who've had like these big conversations about the, I mean, like, cause is the void of space, is the blackness, is that nothing? And you and I have already talked about how, like, we don't think that it's a vacuum of space. We think there's like a, you know, it's like a sea of ether or like some sort of material connecting ether that like has some sort of properties that, you know, we can't necessarily with our instrumentation perceive, perceive, yeah. but there is something versus nothing there. But then, um, yeah, so I like, yeah, sometimes I think about um, can nothingness actually really, really, really exist? And I don't know the answer to that. Well, that was in the, the audio. What is the name of that? Now I can't say it that you were, that we were just talking about the Kaba, what, uh, Wait, what is it called? Cabal, the Kabbalion. In the the Kabbalion talks about that a little bit. Yeah. When they say, yeah, they we'll have to talk about that another time. But that that talks about in this universe that that nothingness doesn't exist. That it's just not. That's just that that's not true. That there is no nothingness. Because well, isn't nothing is still something, right? So yeah, that's that's that that's why I'm like, does nothingness even exist? Because even nothing is, we're giving it a name. It's a it's a it's 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 a concept. Right. Like there, like that's something. Like there's, uh, yeah. So I don't know that what we really think of as nothing is actually could really be what we think of what we think it is. Is God that probably right. doesn't make sense. People are like you are crazy but still oh, i think people that have those types of thoughts don't think you're crazy at all because they you know people that are thinking about this are have had these same questions you're like well what is nothingness if you contemplate the universe and you just think about anything outside then that question is definitely going to come up what is eternity yeah you know what my does biggest, it mean my biggest fear of death was always that we we just turn off like nothing and we're nothingness we are nothingness again but then i mean i like that was my biggest fear and that's like the thing i was like oh and now i'm kind of going like even if that happened that is something and that's not that bad and i don't really think that 
I, I, I don't know that nothingness exists. Like, I don't, I, I don't know that right. that's possible. So, uh, my biggest fear around death was separation from what though, from people you love from, uh, existing. Yeah, mostly. Exactly. That was it. Separation or se separation from people I love and separation from things that I know or fear of the unknown. So fear of the unknown and separation. I think those are two very real fears. Even now I have to keep them in check. I mean, they're not like overwhelming fears, but there is something that I have to realize because when you think about the separation, that's what it just could put you into such as, you know, such a funk about the separation, but ultimately there's just no separation. There's only our perception of it in this, in I this reality that we live. Yeah. And I think for me, another part of the fear of death comes in terms of, um, which I have worked through, but I had the fear of forgetting everything and like none of this mattering at all. Like that, that having this experience in this existence right now, um, doesn't matter at all. And I had to kind of like, let that go because like, I don't like, no matter whether you keep your memories or don't keep your memories or whether like this us having this conversation or in this being existence at all is significant or not. I think the actual feelings of love or the people that you are connected to or that kind of stuff. Um, uh, I feel like that's way more palatable and that's way more transcending. Like you, you, that, that will like cross over for sure. I keep on freezing up. Do you see this? Can you hear me still? I'm having a very slow internet connection. I could, I missed your last point. Could you, can you retell it? Sorry. Oh no, it's fine. I just, I even, even, I think I'm having a slow internet connection too. Cause even my own video is going like, um, okay. Uh, so yeah, now I lost my train of thought. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I don't know. But, yeah. We were, we got off off topic, but, a, but a good one, which is talking about, you know, nothingness and death and all that and what that really means and our thoughts. Yeah. On nothingness. But let, let, let's wrap up the Emerald tablets for everybody. So, um, yeah. Like, like, how would you wrap it up? Well, I think it's it's a it's a good read, especially if you're interested in ancient civilizations. If you like, um, could be science fiction with a message. If you want to take it as that, I think that there's some definitely some truth to this. I don't know how these came about. I feel that it, it's a channeling, a, cha a channeling personally. Um, but if you want to know a little bit more about light and darkness and the, just the how the the universe is not created but a little bit of insight about how it's run or how different uh different entities have dominion over different dimensions this is a helpful read but it's all open to interpretation i'd love to know people's thoughts about it yeah it's, it's hard to put into words I think that's a, that's a, that's a really good um, way of ending it in terms of like, sa same sort of thing with me. I recommend people read it. I think it's cool. Take it with a grain of salt. Um, do your due diligence. Like I, like, don't think of it as a new religion. Don't think of it as like, oh, this is my end all be all. But at the same time, you know, Hey, there's, there's, there's probably some cool stuff to learn and interpret from this. And I also think that it's got a lot of interesting thought, um, uh, thought exercises and stuff to explore. So yeah. 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 Check it out and let us know what you think.
Yep. And if you know of a really good audio version of it, or, you know, hook it yeah. up, like put it in the link. <laughs> cool. Ha, ha, ha.